Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. Last week we left off at 2 Peter, the first chapter, verses 2 through 4. But before we go forward, I want to just recap in regard to Abraham. Now, Abraham, as I said, he went down into Egypt, and we know that that is a, a picture of bondage, toil, and this world system. And it was due to fear. And we also know that when we are led by fear, when fear hits us, that it causes problems and complications. As you see, um, Abraham lied and said to ask Sarah to tell Pharaoh that she was his sister. So we also see how our old character or unregenerated man can start to kick in when we are led by fear too and take things into our own hands. But the Lord wants to remind us that we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding when fear rises, and in all our ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct our paths. He also said in Psalm 32 and 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide me with thine, guide you with mine eye upon you. That's what the Lord says. So we see, even though um, Abraham took a, a, uh, a detour and was disobedient and out of fellowship and forsook the place of blessing for a moment, he did turn back to God. In Genesis, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 4, we see where he came up out of Egypt, up out of the place that represented bondage, toil, and this world system, and returned to God. That's the grace of God. When we repent and have a change of mind and turn back to God, God is always there waiting to meet us and pick up where we leave off. We also see that he met with God where he began, where it all began. He came back to that place, and that place had an altar. Now, altars in that time were not only for sacrifices. An altar was also a place to meet God, to meet God, to commune, fellowship, prayer, in relationship with God, intimacy with God. Altars were also for that purpose, too, it represented relationship and communion, fellowship, and relationship with God, and being on track. So we see the grace of God. So Abraham picks up where he left off, and God is going to bless him like he said, and he did, which also points to dependence upon God. We've been talking about dependence upon God, being led of his Holy Spirit, being obedient to his word. Versus independence from God, which leads us to our, our next point in Romans 12. We've been in Romans 12, verses 1 through 2. And this is a picture of 
being transformed by the renewing of our mind versus the independence that the world's system points to independence from God or without God, living without God. Let's read, and I'm going. I'm coming from the Amplified Bible. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God. which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And be not conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Amen. Now, let me say this. I'm reminded of um, going through adolescence. And sometimes we tend to do this as children of God, as people of God, even in our adulthood, when we come to Christ. Sometimes we allow the world like we allowed our peers in adolescence to dictate our identity, dictate who we are. We get our identity uh, based on our peers, and that ought not be so, yet we did. And sometimes we can still do that as children of God rather than allowing our parents to tell us what our identity is or confirm or affirm our identity based on their standards morals and values I want to say too while I'm right there that the church is not to allow the world to dictate who we are the church is to influence the world because we need to know that the world is hostile towards God it's enmity with God just like the carnal mind is enmity against God even after we come into Christ, sometimes we can engage in carnality and think out of a carnal, carnal mind, live out of a carnal mind. And it's ideologies, the superficiality that's connected to the world and have no regard for the word of God or God himself. But we don't want to do that. We want to be renewed in the spirit of our minds and spiritually mature. When we renew our mind in the word of God and allow it to convert us, convert our thinking, convert our soul, and convert our heart, we begin to grow in Christ. And that is what we want. That's, that's what we want. I want to tell you something. Since talking about renewing of the mind over the past couple of weeks, the enemy, you could believe the enemy has waged war against the mind. But I want to tell you that, child of God, you have the mind of God. We have the mind of Christ. And no enemy, no demonic power, no works of darkness can control the mind of God. I want to let you know that. We need to know who we are. See, Jesus has given us the spirit of a sound, disciplined, sober mind. 
And God, it says in his word, he is in one mind and who can turn him. And what he purposes and pleases, he will do. Therefore, no force, no works of darkness, no demonic power can control your mind. You, we need to know that. We need to know that and engage in our authority in Christ. Let's go to Romans 8, the 8th chapter, verses 14 through 16. Still talking about being grown up in Christ. This is what this passage is referring to. And also obedience and being led of the Spirit of God. Starting at verse 14, I'm still reading out of the Amplified. And it says, For all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Sons meaning mature ones versus little children. Sons meaning the mature ones. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading again to fear. The King James Version says, you have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear. And it goes on to say, of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we believers are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his Heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance, if indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. Now, let me say something in regard to suffering, suffering right there that is talking about this. This is in relationship to obedience to the spirit of God. And sometimes Christ himself, just like us, when we are obedient to the Spirit of God, we can experience antagonism um, from the evil one, just like the religious leaders in those days uh, when Jesus was walking the earth. He experienced pushback, maltreatment, rejection. He was disallowed of men. We read that in the Word of God, too. But he was even, or he was obedient just anyway, even unto the death of the cross for our sins in order to save us. So sometimes obedience does bring about suffering, but it gets easier when we let the Lord help us through it. When we, let the, when we obey, the easier it becomes to obey and Christ becomes formed in us. We begin to experience his power, his overcoming power. It gets it, I just let me say it just gets easier believe me believe me and we become more willing to obey and willing to be led of the spirit of God and access what we have by faith it lets us know that we're joint heirs with Christ here the King James says if and if in verse 17 and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ Christ it so be that we suffer with him that we may be glorified with we are joint heirs we are a blessed people. Everything that Christ has, we have too. We have been given everything necessary for this life and godliness in order to live in this life, live in this world as far as um, what we need to survive and godliness. We have the character of Christ. We have him on the inside. That's what Second Peter, first chapter, verses 2 through 4 lets us know. Well, praise God. Unfortunately, it's that time again. Um, I do thank you 
for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries, P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.